The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. The other night. I'm Dave Hawkins. Thanks for joining The Antidote. You know, it's been decades since I last heard You Are My Sunshine, and I have absolutely no idea why Chives McAllister decided to cover that oldie. But it happened. I had a lot more to hear from Chives McAllister, and also more to learn about the new band called Chainstay. Both of these artists recently signed to Small Step Records. Both have new EPs, and both make punk music, but with very different styles. And you guessed it, both are on the antidote for a chat about their music. First up comes Chives McAllister and a song that was inspired by the Book of Psalms. Eric Williams is actually Chives McAllister, <laughs> or is it the other way around? Uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> is that possible? Anyway, thanks for meeting with the antidote. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You got to tell me the story behind the name. Like, what is this? You're going under the radar from your creditors or the police? <laughs> uh, none yet. So hopefully it'll stay that way. Um, the idea of Chaz McAllister started when I was in college. I think it was about sophomore year, somewhere around uh, 2010, 2011. Just myself and some friends, we were just doing a little music and uh, I was kind of pushing the the idea of of a project of guys, let's let's do some music. We can do some good stuff. Uh, I've, I was always a drummer more than anything else. And we were at a Wendy's and somebody had a baked potato. I don't exactly remember the wording of this conversation, but we established that Chives is a great name and then looked out the window and we saw a McAllister's Deli. And that's how Chives McAllister was born. <laughs> so we, we wrote one uh, acoustic song that we tracked at a, a friend's apartment there in Waco, Texas. And we entered that into a battle of the bands and we were not selected, which looking back, totally not surprised. But since then, it was always kind of in the back of my mind of just having this band um, as I was always really kind of the, 
the driving force behind it. I just usurped it for my own purposes. Uh, I guess about two years ago, officially, I released the first EP, Behold the Chives, and uh, just rolled from there into uh, 2024 now. You mentioned about this being a band, but it really is a solo thing. It is, yeah. It definitely is now just me having some ideas and, and throwing some things down on a record. It sounds bad, but it started from listening and, and seeing bands that just aren't good. You know what I mean? I, it sounds terrible. Um, it's but, true. You know, that was kind of, yeah, it's like, okay, these guys are just awful, but they're doing it. I know I'm better than that. Why am I not doing this? So I kind of transitioned into uh, being a little more of a, of a passion for me. Uh, I was still playing with other bands, always drumming in those bands, um, which kind of doing this on the background kind of things. Um, did a little more uh, inclusive writing with the last band I was with before um, I left them in 2021 and then just started on Chives full time. I might be wrong about this, but there does seem to be more and more pop punk bands coming into the music scene. Is there really a resurgence happening? I, I feel like there is and there isn't. Uh, it depends on kind of your viewpoint of the genre, I guess, per se. I mean, a lot of that stuff, I, I think a lot of people attribute that to uh, Machine Gun Kelly with his album that out of nowhere was kind of pop punk and and this sort of a, a vibe. Um, I'm definitely not well-versed on the, the new young artists. I'm, I'm 32 myself, so there's decades beneath me of you know new up-and-coming people that are in their teens and 20s. Um, but I think that was kind of the, the breaking point of, like, oh, yeah, I remember pop punk. I remember how, how fun it was to listen to, how cool it was to go to the shows. So I think it was really Machine Gun Kelly kind of kicked that off. Um, and then, you know, more people have kind of just joined on since then, you know, not, not so much like overnight successes, but, you know, has opened up doors for people that have been doing this for five, six years of going, oh, yeah, look at this other band that that sounds like all the stuff I used to love and got me so excited back in, you know, the early 2000s. That's the thing, because punk is exciting. It is. It is. Yeah, it's definitely always kind of been one of my favorite genres is, is pop punk for, for a long time. Um, I dabbled in metalcore, things like that, of course, with bands, you know, like August Burns Red, Under Oath, such and such like that. Um, but pop punk has always just been the most fun because I feel like it, it really allows you to to go a lot of places with it. You're not really stuck into one aspect, whether that's, you know, oh, you have to scream. Oh, you have to, um, you know, have a classic, you know, punk drum beat in the background or have an acoustic song. You can kind of blend all of these into one sort of fantastic piece of art, if you will. Well, Chimes McAllister is making things even more exciting by releasing the sophomore EP Refrigerator Worthy through Small Step Records. You could have stayed independent. Why switch things around? Um, I think that Small Step is just a really great organization. I was following the label for a little while before I came on board um, and just gotten to meet Paul, who's the head over there. He showed a lot of interest in what I was doing, and um, I didn't really actually have an intention of pursuing a label per se, but there was one day where I was slinging the the songs around that I had, and, and I thought, you know, why, why not just send it to a small step and just see what happens? Um, and it, it became a really great opportunity, and I'm really very happy to be part of it. It's a great organization, like I said, a nonprofit, so all of the proceeds, you know, once your, your costs are covered, it's going right back into the artist's. It's opened up a lot of avenues, much like this with you, Dave. And, and uh, yeah, I'm really grateful to be a part of it. You began the EP with a track titled Psalm 3418. It's about a broken down person searching to rise above their problems. The NIV version of the Bible says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So the question is, is this song a personal statement 
like something you've experienced? Uh, you know, that's actually kind of a funny question because when I was writing it, it was not. Uh, I was writing it when it was actually, you know, life was actually going pretty well for me. It was just kind of the idea of, you know, somebody that's really going through it and just knowing that sometimes that there's there's really good things in your life that are kind of taken from you, oftentimes against your will, but it's sort of just trusting that, you know, God has this because this was taken away does not mean that I'm absolutely destroyed or crushed. It means there's something better on the, on the horizon, whatever that might be. It could be the next day. It could be 10 years down the road. But for some reason, God ordained it. Hey, this thing needs to be removed for you to become your full self. Um, so as I was writing this, this was early, I guess, 2023 was when the song started to come together for that. And then it's it's sort of become sort of an anchor for myself, which is really weird to say that a song I wrote <laughs> isn't inspirational for myself. Um, it, I'm not that selfish, I promise. But uh, <laughs> as the years progressed uh, towards the later part of 2023, I realized that, wow, this was sort of prophetic. It's kind of the wrong word, but I'm going to say prophetic um, as to how sort of 2023 ended for me. And it, it's kind of, like I said, been an anchor of just, I've been frustrated. I've been knocked down. I've, I've been struggling a lot. And, and, and knowing that the things that have been sort of pulled away or, you know, the, the good times that are no more for whatever reason are, are not because of, of a lack of, of myself, it's, it's because there's growth involved. There's something that needs to be done to reach the green side of the grass, per se. And you've been blessed by having a new little one. I have. That was in October of 2022. We had our first, and uh, we actually are expecting our second, our little girl, here in March, early March. So things are heating up in the Williams household, for sure. Something easy to me, something relieving between me and this old carpet on the floor. I know you're right, but I don't want you to be this time. Cause nothing lasts forever, but nothing's been so good. That ought to count for something At least I think that it should So bury this heart of mine And see if it all Something, I guess I 
I do think that anyone with kids knows what refrigerator-worthy means, but maybe you should explain it. Yeah, so refrigerator-worthy, it actually, I, I didn't have a, a name for this EP for a little while. Um, and then uh, I was i was trying some other things with some various artworks, things like that, um, and made a lot of changes along the way. And then, and, you know, the more I was writing it, the more I was just kind of really proud of, of what this EP is. And, and it's, you know, there's some personal songs on there, like we said, with Psalm 3418 things like I can't wait. That's just about, you know, my love for my, my wife, my family, my, my everything. And just how I'm so excited to see it just grow and become whatever it may be. I, I just got really proud about this. And I was like, man, you know, I would, I would definitely put this on a refrigerator if I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we learned from the baked potato incident at Wendy's on the formation of Chives McAllister, food has apparently always been an aspect of this band for some reason. So Chives is in the kitchen as is the refrigerator. Um, and so that's kind of how the refrigerator worthy idea was born. Um, and actually, I got to include my brother-in-law, who's 12 years old now. Uh, he actually doodled that that um, drawing that's on the fridge there for me for that artwork. So that's kind of a fun to, thing to be able to incorporate my, uh, my extended family into this as well. You just mentioned about love, and that ties directly into the song Butterflies, which is <laughs> one, another one of the songs on the EP. On the chorus, you sing, Is there any way that I can love you more? Because my love for you cannot be unsure a lot of people dream of a relationship like that. So what was the intention of the song? Like you were wanting to inspire those who've never had a solid love life? Um, I would say that it's more calling myself out. When I was writing that song, we were in peak COVID. 
and I was working for a, a company that, that was in reality TV. And I was uh, driving around the city working interview setups and things at people's houses. What we would do is we would basically go into the house all alone with gloves, masks, all that stuff, set stuff up, leave. The talent would come into the interview and I would just be sitting in a van outside of their house for four or five, six hours, whatever it was until they were done. Mm. So I had a lot of downtime with myself and with my own mind and dealing with COVID and, and living here in Los Angeles. There were all the, the riots and, and the curfews and things like that. And uh, on my lunch break, I went to this taco place that was open and um, used half of my allotted meal money for my burrito. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to get my wife something really good. She loves shrimp tacos. I'm going to get her a side of shrimp tacos and bring them back for her. Um, and the shrimp tacos ironically goes back to food. I didn't fully realize how much food is in Chives McAllister. But the shrimp tacos is basically the butterflies of me being so excited to just bring this back for her. Um, in the littlest ways, um, I know it seems small and insignificant, but you know, in, in that time, coming home with something from the outside world is huge, especially something she loves, and and just kind of wanted to, like I said, inspire myself to to be a better husband, be a better man, basically say um, that you know I, I want to always be proving my love for you, and and if if it seems like my love isn't sure, then I'm I'm kind of failing as a husband, as as a man, as now a father. So, uh, yeah, right back to food. How about that? That <laughs> sounds good to me. Hey, this is Eric Williams from Tribes McAllister, and you are tuned into The Antidote. So they're all for you 
And if these butterflies could become bricks, I'd put them together. Build anything just together. I never would have thought that butterflies came about because of shrimp. Next up, Eric speaks with me about music styles, songwriting, and COVID. You've brought up some of the other music that you've been interested in, but for you, it's always been punk that dominates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's leaning more towards pop punk. I mean, I I, I get bands, you know, the punk side, more like the MXPX, things like that. Um, I'm a little less versed within that world, but, you know, things like the old fallout boy is great of course there's some blink that's great uh reliant k is huge for me things like mayday parade go radio uh, anything that jason lancaster is involved with really is uh, is huge for me something i appreciate about chives mcallister is that you also write lyrics on multiple levels when you say i'm feeling i've been left out being everywhere you aren't will i find your arms on cold weather kids Thing is with me looking at it from a Christian viewpoint, I could see that being aimed at either a person or towards God. Were you meaning to be ambiguous? I wouldn't say there was a meaning to be ambiguous. I think that it, it really did play out in both parts of that. Um, Cold Weather Kids was the band I was previously in. Um, I ended up leaving due to, um, unfortunately, just vaccine differences. Let's put it that way. Um, it's basically, uh, I was one of the founders of that band with the two other guys um, that were in it at the time. And it was, it was kind of my baby, you know, and, and you never want to lose your baby. And, and it got to the point where it's basically, you know, get the vaccine, which I didn't want to do, or the band is just going to be no more. And I said, I don't, I don't want the band to be no more. I love this band. I love you guys. So I'm just going to step out. Um, so that, that's kind of what that song is about is within that, that world. Um, you know, I, I never thought impossible, but I never got so far. This was cold Weather kids was the biggest, most successful band I'd been a part of. Um, their streams are still on the up and up. Um, but so it was kind of that idea of like, hey, like I, I'm losing this band. And, you know, I felt like this was always the right thing for me to do. And, and I, I always felt peace about leaving that situation because I believe, you know, if, if you're doing what God wants you to do, whether it's something incredibly significant or something that seems very insignificant, if you're doing that thing, um, you're going to succeed. You're, you're going to be where you're supposed to be. Um, it's just kind of waiting in those downtimes that sort of unknown, like I just left the band, now what do I do with myself? So it, it kind of does work on both of those levels for for people around me, um, as well as just kind of talking to God, just kind of being honest, um, much like you know David is in, in Psalms and just using that distress kind of as worship in itself. The thing is with COVID is that it created such a divide between people, even people that were really quite close friends. You found that was happening in other instances too? Yeah, I, I, as a you know non-vax desirer, is that a good way to say it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in Los Angeles, you know, it's very tough. Um, you had a lot of people openly bashing you and, and telling you that you know you're not going to survive here. You don't belong here. You know, we're not going to see you anymore. We're not going to be around you. We're not going to all those things. Um, so that was definitely hard to go through that. 
But, you know, we found our, our group of people that, you know, just wanted to just kind of have decisions be respected um, one way or the other. You know, I don't if, if you've got the vaccine, great. If that's what you want to do. Awesome. Go get it. You know, that that's not how I felt about that. And uh, yeah, so so it was definitely difficult, but we, we kind of able to, to get through it and, and make the most of it. And now here we are kind of on the other side and and uh, life goes on. Good for you, because I was on the same page as you are. And it did create some strife in our life, but we made our decision and that was that. Yep, absolutely. Here's something I'd like to know. Is there a dream for Chives McAllister? I mean, you must have some aspirations. Otherwise, what will be the point of making the music? (laughs) True, true. I mean, the aspirations have definitely changed over the years as I've gotten older and kind of realized what I want or what I don't want from this business. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, it'd be wonderful just to pay my bills just exclusively with Chives and Callister music and things like that and quit the day job. Um, so I think that's the now dream, making this a, a, an actuality in, in life. You know, when I was younger, there's the dreams of, you know, getting signed by a big label, getting touring, all these things like that. I, I have kids now. I have a wife. You know, I, I, I've done a couple of small um, out and backs filling in for some bands and they're a lot of fun, but I, I end up missing my family uh, and, and I'm dying to get home to them and, and see them. And, and so that's kind of what I said, sort of the dreams have sort of changed a little bit, I think for the better. Cause I, like I said, I love my family. Um, they're definitely the best part of my life. And uh, if I can find a way to uh, keep chives going and, and make the best music I can while being around the people I love the most, I mean, that's, that's it. There's nothing better than that. A last point. <laughs> Are you willing to forgive people like myself who will not eat chives? Uh, you know, I don't eat them either. So we are squared <laughs> away there, you and me. Don't worry. <laughs> I got to thank you for this talk, Eric, and appreciate you taking time for the antidote. Thanks so much. I had a great time. appreciate it.
Cold Weather Kids, the last of tonight's songs from Chives McAllister. It's really sad that opting not to take the COVID vaccine caused this divide with his previous band. What it did do is open the door for him to do more of his own music. We're going to move on to tonight's second guest, Chainstay, a band that brings in their own style of punk, along with songs that are deeply personal. Caleb Rose fronts the band Chainstay, and he's connected with The Antidote. It's good to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here, Dave. You and I have met a few times, but we've only spoken about your other band, Must Build Jacuzzi. Yeah. Why did you decide to start something new? Yeah, I was, I was going to ask if you remembered um, meeting us with that band, because I, I think the, the one time we met you in person and did a little interview for you was at Audio Feed one year. That's right. Yeah, I think it was like 2016, 2017. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's crazy how, how time flies. Um, but to answer your question, um, like Must Build Jacuzzi is still a band. I didn't decide to quit anything with that. It's just the past couple of years, life has kind of um, happened and we've all moved away than our central Illinois location. Mm-hmm. We all used to be in the same town. A couple of us moved away. And we are still able to make it work. And now it's like our bass player lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our saxophone player lives in Minneapolis. His trombone player lives in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> like I live in St. Louis area now. So we're still kicking. You know, we play maybe maybe one or two shows a year at this point. Chainstay kind of just stemmed from me moving down to the St. Louis area not too long ago and just really wanting to start a new project to... I actually start playing some gigs, playing one show a year with Must Build Jacuzzi isn't really scratching that itch. Wanting to play a few more shows than that. Mm-hmm. I kind of just had a handful of song ideas. My friend Thomas Krause, who I met through a friend group down here, he has been a fan of Must Build Jacuzzi. Uh, and he actually did a drum cover of one of our songs a couple years ago. Oh, cool. So when I was thinking of members to get a hold of for, you know, try to get this new project off the ground, he was the first person I called. Well, it's obvious that Chainstay is pretty different from Must Build Jacuzzi. I mean, there's no ska happening this time. It's all punk. Mm-hmm. Is this the real you? Um, I guess it's probably the more of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I still love ska and I still love punk. It's just kind of the, the past couple of years have kind of led me to writing a little more, I guess, emotional kind of emo pop punk type stuff. Mm -hmm. I've just kind of wanted to sort of do something that was a little different. Like even Must Build Jacuzzi's kind of newer stuff sort of leans into the more kind of pop punk sound, if you you will. But yeah, you know, just kind of wanted to try something different. So how do you make this work as a two piece? It's funny you mention that. The the only reason we're or started out as a two piece is just from a lack of being able to find other people that wanted to do it. Right. So essentially, uh, Thomas and I, we started writing January of last year, and while we were writing, we were like, okay, you know, let's let's try to find a, a bass player and a lead guitarist to to fill the band out. But we found it was really difficult as we were learning and writing our own songs to then try to audition somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. We ultimately came to the conclusion at the time that it was going to be easier for us to 
write and record like a five song EP and get it out there. And then after we release it, then start looking for the other members to fill it out. And to answer that, we did just add our friend uh, Riley Hershey to bass. Mm, good for you. We uh, finally got around to, to be able to have a practice this week. It was actually just this Tuesday. And um, he fit right in. He's a great bass player. He's a great songwriter. So I'm really excited to excited to see what the next um, you know the next things that we're going to be putting out are. And then we're also going to be auditioning a lead guitar player. It's coming together. Mm-hmm. We've got to talk about Chainstay. Now, the thing is, I find most punk bands, at least the ones with Christian members, generally have relatively happy songs. Right. But that's not what's heard on Chainstay's debut EP, Trying to Hold Together. I mean, it goes in the opposite direction, because the songs are sad. Yeah. Like the one titled June, where it says, I closed the front door for the last time in a house I no longer call my home. Speechless there with a blank stare. You got to tell the story. Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, um, I actually went through a divorce probably around two and a half years ago now. And it was just a really difficult time. So that's kind of where, you know, a lot of these songs I started writing stemmed from because I felt like, you know, maybe this was a little too sad and down to be must build jacuzzi. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was kind of wanted to start more of a kind of emo project that I could really kind of express these feelings I was going through. Because essentially, I mean, that's kind of what happened. My ex and I, we we were married for five years and just through the circumstances, uh, it just didn't work out. And I was definitely, you know, really devastated about it. Like that was probably the hardest two years of my life. Um, the album trying to hold together, like the lyrics kind of pieced themselves together as I was going through that time. And then it was last spring was when I was really putting them together into full songs. Right. It's, uh, you know, going through those hard times and just ultimately emerging a stronger person at the end.
you spoke about this being an emo project, but of course the reality is is that most emo bands, they were fictional stories that were made into songs. But this is you. This is you dealing with your real life. Yeah, I tried not to fabricate anything. Like the song Parking Lot is very much a very specific event that did occur. Mm -hmm. I got some bills that, you know, got sent to my house. And, uh, you know, I just had some stuff I needed to give her. And we just decided to meet up in a in a parking lot to do that exchange. So that was probably during some of the most rough times. It was really difficult to have that interaction at the time. Mm -hmm. Like on the drive home, I started getting some lyric ideas and a melody in my head. So as soon as I got home from that, I pulled out my uh, my acoustic guitar and just kind of started strumming around and then ultimately came up with the idea and the and the chorus for that song pretty much right on the spot. Well, let me pull in some of the lyrics from that. I'm still a rack when I'm around you. Wish I didn't have to be. I tried to hold it together, but this is killing me. If I'm being honest, I'm still getting through this. The thing is, you're really okay with sharing an experience like that that's so personal. Yeah, I know it's... <laughs> with a lot of these kind of sad songs, you almost sort of need to be in a certain headspace to hear them because sometimes it can just sound almost a little too like raw. I've just kind of taken inspiration from a lot of other sort of similar kind of emo revival acts. I, th I think a lot of the bands in like the mid-2010s, I feel like emo kind of shifted from kind of being like a stage act in a lot of ways. You know, like I guess bands like My Chemical Romance, you know, they, they kind of had a like a theatric kind of aspect to them. But I think emo sort of transitioned to back to a more just really vulnerable and emotional subject matter and for a lot of bands anyway. And I just kind of felt like this was what I kind of just needed to write. It's definitely different, you know, like I said, from Must Build Jacuzzi, because we love having a fun time in that band and just, you know, partying. But this was just the... The opposite. Just kind of definitely the polar opposite. So I'm sure some people that, you know, may have known me from the other band would be like, oh, I wonder what he's going to put out in this band. And it's like, <laughs> maybe not what they expected, maybe not really what people wanted, but it's just kind of what I felt I needed to, needed to get out there. I'm Caleb Rose of Chainstay. And you've got the antidote.
to you I said I'd get the bill sorted Months ago We stood eyes down on the concrete Three feet apart But I was too scared to say what's on my heart But I Wish I didn't have to be I tried to hold it together But this is killing me Let's lighten things up a little bit. A really long time ago, I used to be a bike mechanic, so I do know what a chainstay is. Okay. But does taking on that band name make you a cycling geek? Well, I will say, uh, like, our drummer Thomas Krauss isn't here to speak on this, but when we were thinking of band names, we were kind of just going through a whole bunch of different ideas, and every time I thought of a cool band name, I would write it down on a notepad Mm-hmm. And then I would say, okay, I have to look it up later. I have to see if they're already a band. Because one thing I personally didn't really want to do is have a band name that somebody else already has. You yeah, know? for sure. And especially with one word band names, I feel like those are getting even more and more difficult to be an original name. So every name that I thought of, it was already taken. But I was just thinking, what are some interests that we're into? And uh, Thomas is really into cycling. Like he does... Uh, he does citywide races and he's done like cross state and, and I think even cross country, like multi-day cycling trips. Oh, he's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. He's like actually hardcore. He's got like a multi-thousand dollar bike and he, you know, he does this legit, like this is one of his main hobbies. So, um, I was going through a list of components of a bike. I found the name chainstay of a bike and I was like, Oh, that sounds cool told Thomas, I was like, how about the name Chainstay? I was like, it, you know, kind of pulls into some of our interests. The name happened uh, probably like three months before we actually were announced as a band. And yeah, for the longest time, we were just going as a band with no name. We were just like, you know, eventually we'll come up with something. <laughs> I was like, hope we come up with something before we get ready to release this. It wouldn't be the only time it's happened. I'm sure. I'm sure of that. Hey, I want to bring in a song that kind of surprised me. Drift has the opening line, I'm not the best at conversation, and I'm sorry that I never was able to stay out of the clouds. Instead, I smile and nod my head anyway. It really makes it sound as if you're unsure of yourself. Yeah, so one thing I definitely struggled with in my relationship and even just life is I, I have you know, kind of mild ADHD, so I find it really difficult a lot of the time to stay focused in some conversation. 
and, and kind of one, I guess, disagreement that we, that we always kind of had and that kind of led to some animosity and in my marriage was sometimes not listening or, um, you know, kind of spacing out sometimes. That's pretty much what that line means.
we had a trio of songs from Chainstay. First was June, then Parking Lot, and we just heard Drift. There's more to come from Chainstay, but first, let me fill you in about the next episode of The Antidote. It turned out that 2024 has started off with a ton of new singles, so I'll be sharing a big assortment of excellent new songs. Plus, I speak with two bands that have just arrived to the music scene, Foregone and Forever Unfolds, both share stories about their new songs. So let's move back to my talk with Caleb of Chainstay and close with their song titled Frames. Thanks for joining The Antidote and come back next week for more. What I'd really like to know is, was the point of creating Trying to Hold Together to help you heal? Uh, I think it definitely was just because throughout the whole time I was going through it, I knew that I wanted to make a record out of it. Not to like, you know, to say, oh, this bad thing happened to me. Now I have, you know, good material to make an album with. It was more of this is probably the most authentic piece of music I've ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, my life's always been like pretty good for the most part. I didn't grow up in a really, you know, kind of bad family. I, I love my family. I really had a great upbringing. So I kind of feel like at times, you know, a lot of punk rock music and stuff like that is written from a place of desperation, kind of come from a coming out of a really bad part of their lives and learning how to grow through that. But this was like the first kind of life event that really just like punched me in the gut and made me really need to figure it out and work through it. So Mm -hmm. I just felt like I had to make a a record for it. Just get all these thoughts I had in my hand to paper. But then how do you do a follow-up to the CP? You'd have to a whole new vein of thought. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a, Good question. The next DP, I think it's going to be a little more of, I guess, the growing process of like, what's the next step in life? Mm -hmm. Probably won't have as many specific, you know, moments of my relationship so much. I think we're all still trying to get to where we want to be in life. Because I mean, right now, I just recently bought a house not too long ago. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> we'll say I won't go into how crazy it was, but I mean, this market, it was not a, not an easy thing to do. And so I kind of had to make some sacrifices in places where I, like, I'm not necessarily living where I want to right now. And I, there's things I'm still trying to shoot for. There's places I want to go. There's things I want to do. I think whatever comes next is just going to be a kind of an evolution from trying to hold together lyrically. The healing only really comes towards the very end. Mm-hmm. with that album because most of it is just very straightforward just sad you know kind of the the raw feelings right and then i think the next ep or album whatever we decide to do is just going to be more of the the healing and moving forward from that well i guess we're certainly going to be looking forward to anything new coming from chainstay because what you've got out now is great yeah thank you we are definitely looking forward to recording new material soon. I've actually started uh, writing the next batch of songs. I've probably got three songs demoed out right now that we're going to practice and really solidify, and everyone's going to add their their take to it. But you know, like we're trying to hold together. It was recorded with Thomas on drums, and then I recorded 
all the guitars, then the bass, and all the vocals. So I pretty much did everything instrumentation-wise. I'm really excited just for the next handful of songs that will have a full band to be able to record their parts. How cool. You'll definitely see more music from us in 2024. I can tell you that. That's great. It's been good having another chance to talk to you, Caleb, and sharing about Chainstay. Thanks for coming to The Antidote. Yeah, thank you so much, Dave. Hey, but I guess, I guess that's fair.